hey, hey, it's MMA and Beyond. Welcome, welcome. Episode 31, you know this by now. We talk fights, the fight game mindset, and whatever else comes up. So much fun here. I want to say thank you to everyone who leaves a five-star rating. It really helps people find our show. We, are, we have thousands and thousands of downloads now every episode. We do it once a week. We're slowly moving to two times a week. So we appreciate all of you, all the feedback, MMAandBeyond.com. And, of course, online you can find us through our Instagram. I want to thank Onnit, fantastic first sponsor. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. You could check out onit.com slash MMA Beyond for a great discount just for our listeners. And of course, if you're already using Onit, why not get a discount on us? Use promo code MMA Beyond. Always great being here. Ray Longo, what's up, my brother? Man, I think we got a good one today. We got, we got a guest. We have, we have friends. Got one of my original training partners <laughs> from way, way, way back when, uh, Larry Schnur. Good yes. to have you, buddy. And What's he's gonna, going on, man? he Welcome. is the man that holds the answer to why my jujitsu absolutely sucks. <laughs> he is going to tell you, we're going to go through it. We were all there together. It me, may actually him, be my fault. Me, him, yeah. Matt Serrier was a very bad influence on me. But, uh, you know, as you know, as a behavioral what? scientist, I had to agree with it. I, he didn't What's the jujitsu scene like back then? Okay, so there is no jujitsu scene. All right, I'm let, let, that's which is a really good question. So, so there's got, not a Gracie on every corner. No, I yeah. mean we're in. I'm gonna say somewhere around '92. '92. Was, was that be accurate? Yeah. And I got a call from a buddy of mine. I was training with Paul Vunak. He was a big Jeet Kune Do guy. Still, still teaching. Really cool dude. I think he helped put G, uh, JKD on the map along with like Inosanto and. Hartzell and all the all those other guys, but uh, I remember he called me and he said, uh, "There's a guy coming to New York, Craig Kukak, and uh, if you get with him now, like a year from today, you'll be way ahead of everybody because nobody knows what's going on." And he was from California, and I guess they were training with Horian and Hickson, and you know the, the California scene was moving, but in New York, there was nothing. So uh, he gave me his number. I called uh, Craig up, and he said, yeah, they were renting out. I think it was Oishi Dojo. It might even have been a different it spot. Before, yeah, it, it was, was before, before Oishi, Oishi yeah. which is even wackier. Yeah. So me and Larry would go, and this is even before I met Matt, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, we met Matt later. Later, right. Yeah. So we would go in there, and there would be like two people. For a jujitsu class, right? Is that, <laughs> that accurate? Crazy. Like yeah, two or I, I three think people. The max was like six. Yeah, max, right? And then, like, I would feel bad because I remember Craig telling me, he "Goes, can you make money even teaching martial arts?" Because I already had an established school. Sure. And, you know, I already had a kickboxing champion at the time, and uh, I felt so bad for the guy. I would bring my students, like three or four of them, every <laughs> week just to make the class <laughs> right, look to like make it look like a class, right? So, right. like, I guess we're in '92 and. You know, we would go in there on a Saturday morning and, you know, learn a couple of moves. And this is, like, again, so it's 92. And then I'm going to say I dislocate my shoulder fighting, right? right. And um, I'm out for, like, I remember calling the guy up and going, dude, I'm, you know, I was in a sling for two months. But back then Ouch. I was going to rehab. Well, the, the doctor reason so you'll be in a sling for a month and it was six weeks. Ended up being two months. I'm in rehab. 
And I remember Craig going, oh, man, says, yeah, you're never going to. I mean, I know a guy, his shoulder pops out every time he rolls. And I'm like 36 at the time. So I'm like, you know, I just got married. You know, I'm 36, 35, 36. And I'm like, oh, man, did I didn't even get started. I'm, you know. And I had a buddy of mine who was like really uh, into powerlifting. This guy, Carl Kozo, great dude, old school weightlifting guy. He goes, that's bullshit. We'll cement that shoulder in with the weights. Forget that. You know, physical therapy wasn't where it was at today. Right, you right. know, they they would get you they would get you going up to about three or four pounds of weights. You know, but they call like, oh, we're lifting. <laughs> that's we're gonna. It, right. I remember that's what he said. We're gonna cement that shoulder in. So in between that time, I had dislocated my shoulder. The UFC hits. Right, that's right, right, because right, that's right around right. the first UFC. Well, I remember the story. We were sitting there again. There was like six people, you know, in the right. whole gym. And Cool Cuck says, uh, well, there, there's going to be this tournament. They have them in Brazil all the time, you know. They're like no holes barred. It wasn't even MMA yet, right? It's no right. holes barred. And uh, he goes, yeah, and, um, and uh, we, one of the Gracies are going to be in it. And, uh, you know, he lives in the garage behind the school or something. You know, Hoist was nobody. Right, you know, right. He saw a couple articles, but nothing. But right. And again, let me say one, let me say one thing too, which is really it's hard for people to realize this. There's no internet. No. There's no YouTube. Right. Like if they if there was shit going on in Brazil, you heard it through somebody from Brazil yeah, coming right. here. Right. right. Viral yeah. things were were yeah, still. Uh, yeah. We were still doing like verbal communication crazy. stories, like cavemen. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, Smokes right. which yeah, I gotta Smokes tell you honestly. Passing Almost as lures. better because it made you really appreciate every yeah. little thing that you got. We you had now we're just flooded. Black Belt magazine. It was like we right. You even heard about the yeah. The but again, right. those magazines ran about nine months to a year after, after. shit would happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So you you know like now everything is instant. instant. So yeah. we're hearing about like Larry was saying. He's telling them that you know they got this guy and they're gonna put like we don't even know. We think he's. Bullshitting at this, we don't right. even know what the hell's going on. All different fighters, and and uh, yeah. uh, you know, Hoist is going to be fighting, and right. he's he's not even the best guy. Hickson's the best guy, right? Which we all know, you know right? Why. And uh, yeah, and he's told me this fight. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we, like, I think blood all... sport is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> everything was real. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. At that point, everything yeah. was real. So we just really along for the ride, yeah. and we're listening. We're in on the ground floor, kind of like you know that type of deal. And while I was in a sling, and this we I left this e even out of the speech because it was hard to put in, but Matt Sarah comes into the school with a buddy of his. Now, Matt's got to be 17, 18, young. right? Yeah, he's young. young. He comes to the school, and he's got his friend with him who was having trouble. He was, like, getting into drugs, and Matt thought, now, this is what, I think this is what a great guy Sarah is, mm -hmm. right? So... Here's a 17-year-old kid. Even as a kid, right. Here's yep. a 17-year-old kid. He brings another 17-year-old kid because he was into martial arts, man. He thought this would help him. So he, he brings him to the school. We start talking. Um, and, you know, I remember I had already started doing jujitsu, And then he said he did a seminar with because he saw something like those in-action tapes. So he did a seminar somewhere with Hoist. Yeah. And, and like, even in the conversation, I think Matt – He's looking at me like I'm full of shit. Like there is no guy in the city. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't even know. Because like again, there's no yeah, no, no way to verify. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no and way there's to no verify what people are saying. He'd have to actually right. drive into Manhattan yeah. and find the guy. You yeah, know? right. Like, you know, so Google him. and then he was like <laughs> talking about you know doing a seminar with you know uh, Hoist. And I was like you know, and we're talking, but it was we're feeling each other out. That's right, my right. memory anyway. He could tell you different maybe, but you know. 
So that just sets the tone. So now, by the time I go back, we go back, right? Because you know, me and Larry would drive in every week. Um, who's the first guy I see there is Sarah. <laughs> it's like, hey man, what's, I just met you at the school and blah blah blah. And now it is. Oh. Now, so he went. So Kukak went from six people, one class, to thirty people right after at the, the nine o'clock. UFC. Yeah, right after. So now the UFC hits. So right. I'm leaving that out. So right. the UFC hits. The first one, he goes from six people to thirty people in the first class to thirty people in the places a mob wow. scene. So I. And it's it. so small. Instance and yeah, like you know, so there's only six of us. Now you got like guys tripping over each other oh yeah now he's got to find a new place yeah right right so now and i think that's that how we end up right? uh, that we ended up that's how we ended up at oishi right, i think right. so you got to remember there's a gap of like three or four months because of my shoulder injury that i didn't even go back i think i stayed in touch with him on the phone just to you know because he was a new guy too in, in yeah. uh new york so he right. didn't really know he didn't really have any students yet then the UFC hits. We go back in. I see Matt. And I, I got to tell you, man, the first day when I said, how, you know, like, how's it going? I really believe we just started tormenting people that were in the <laughs> yeah. class. I'm not kidding. I, I really. I believe that. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even think there was. I know Macaluso was Macaluso there. Macaluso was, he was there, yeah. wrestling the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is. Me and Sarah just start tormenting people. There's this young kid. And, you know, now I'm 35, which is 10 years younger than what he is even now, which is crazy. Like, you know. So, um, yeah, that was really yeah. the start of, yeah. you know, now, now with this shit is for real. And yeah. I like, and he, but Larry's going to back me up on this. I mean, Sarah was just, when I said he was a phenom during no. the speech, I mean, Prodigy. he just beat the piss out of everybody. Now I can't even believe, like I see him with bunch right. of balls and I'm like, I'm watching this guy. I don't even know what he's doing. Like, how the hell, how the fuck did he even get this good? You know what I mean? We're, like we're, we're driving home in the city, and we're just looking at each other. Yeah, like, like what the hell just happened? Like, what did we yeah. just see? And we're looking at each other, and we're like, why do we suck? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I saw, like, but like know, he had his brother, right? and his brother Nick there was even right. younger than him, and he was, like, a skinny kid. And I go, come on, let's roll. And that guy was just picture like an alligator, like, just, you know, flat. Just, I was like, what? We went around that whole room. Like, I was, you know, I had to be, like, 220 at the time. Yeah. I'm like, what in the... F I mean, like, I was just, like, blown away. Now I'm getting killed by kill kids, right, literally. Right. Like, you know, Little everybody kid. else in the class basically sucked because they were like us. <laughs> you know, maybe a couple other good guys. But these guys... Nah. And I'm going to say because he had his brothers and his fathers, he could go home and rep those moves. That's Whatever what he learned... Yeah. He would right. go home, and I watched him. He'd do 100 on bars on one side, 100 on bars on the other side, 100 triangles on this side, 100 triangles on this side, 100 on bars to the triangle. It just for hours. Yeah. Like, uh, Steve? Drillers are killers. Hours. Yeah. Hours of repetition, right? Because every time I would see Matt, they go, hey, did you, you do your reps this week? I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm right. running a school. I just got married. <laughs> right. You do your reps. Did you do your reps? I'm like, uh, I, I think I used to just lie to him because I didn't want to sure. like, hurt his right being like, did we do our reps? You know, so that well, was the start of jujitsu. The only place was in the city at that time. Yep. And, you know, that's where Matt came up. And then, you know, I, part of the reasons why I sucked is because of Larry. We'd drive in. He goes, you know what? Of course, it's my fault. I'm hungry. Let's go for an egg sandwich. So now we didn't even make it to the school, right? I remember one time eating an egg sandwich. We see guys from the school walking by. With I go hide under the thing. 
You know, right we don't even want people. We <laughs> you guys would drive in yeah, drive to in. go to school. Oh yeah, and then leave. And, <laughs> and then leave. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a horrible. It's hard to uh, hard funny. to admit. And then he was a toy collector at the time. So then we go in one time. Like I'm psyched for the class. I want to get one day a week. He goes. There's a guy like down on Hester Street that's got this Batman figurine. I got it. Now he drives me over there. We missed the class but again. You, but did you get a Batman? Oh, oh he got the Batman. Hey, and hey, it I wasn't. Scored. That's what matters. No, and it was one of those. It was like yeah. a huge, scaly, whatever the hell it was. I paid, we met some weirdo, like, hiding behind, like, a wall. Where I go, what is going on? I, like, you know, we missed like, another class. It was a toy speakeasy, you know. Yeah, yeah. it was like Special a, yeah. knock. The, the two guys in jujitsu geese who yeah. are buying a Batman, they saw a weirdo. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got yeah. point. They yeah. saw the weird. No, we got the Batman figurine. <laughs> trust me, you know. And it wasn't like uh, how much money was that? Though? That was a lot. That was a lot of money. Yeah, I, I rather oh, not yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. No, he had. It's too so wait, you were collecting. You were. Yeah, like I collected like antique toys. You know, like. Before that was like cool vintage. too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was cutting. You were edge at the cutting edge with everything, yeah. but right. I just never uh, rose, you know, above the. He's uh, still waiting for that to be cool. That, exactly. Uh, it's just not cool. But yeah, so um, there was like. But Sarah, Sarah was funny because I remember having these discussions with Ray. We we'd be driving home from Manhattan, just looking at each other, like, what what did we just see? Yeah. Like, what was that? Like, how did he even know that? We didn't even learn that. Yeah, like, and, and where did that come from? Yeah, no, he was he he. He was, yeah, was going something. from like, and there is no other way of getting the info. And then Kukuk put out a set of tapes with uh, Henzo, and I, I'm, if I tell you he had those tapes, anything on those tapes, like in the first month, like nine tapes, he could do everything, both sides. Like that's all he did. I remember going. To, I remember, yeah. and we used to go over his house. We used to train, you know, yeah. place. And I remember going over Matt's house, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, I'm "Like nothing." He goes, "Hey, you want to try?" Goes in the living room, moves the couch. He doesn't pulls out the mats. All day long in the living room. Yeah. yeah. And that like you gotta remember, so at the time this would be a structured class. You'd go in, they'd give you like three moves, and then maybe you'd roll for ten minutes. But like like again, nobody there's no other place to go. So whatever pace they wanted to teach you. <laughs> right. That's and I, I remember I remember seeing Mike Pyle probably it had to be like five or six years ago. And Mike Pyle came to my school with uh, Rodrigo Gracie. He had met Rodrigo. I think Mike was from, like, Tennessee or somewhere. But wow. he came. He was a wacky kid. I don't think he was more than 20 at the time, 19. And I remember him saying, he goes, remember those days, man, you'd go to a seminar just to get one move. That's how limited True. the info was. You would yeah. go all over the place. And if you learned a defense to a rear naked choke or how to set up something else, you were the king for at least a week until people figured it <laughs> until out. They yeah, figured it out. You know, yeah. like uh, you know, that's the deal. Wow. Like no, so nobody knew nothing. So for you know, I had months where I was killing people right. back home because nobody knew what nobody they were knew doing. It right. There's and once everybody was figured, YouTube once they figured out what they were doing and it became like more you know like athletic, then it wasn't fun anymore. But you could always <laughs> get away with those new moves back then. Right. And. Because nobody knew anything. Well, I remember but, yeah, you bringing Vunak in. Remember you brought Vunak to your school? Yeah, well, yeah, And yeah. he was studying with, I think, Machado's, wasn't he? No, he was, was, with, no, the he was with the Gracie's. Yeah. And uh, that was like, we went to a couple moves like, whoa, Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody would bring in something different. We'd bring yeah. in guys from California, do seminars. Wow. And you brought was, Pedro like, Sawyer in? Yeah, yeah. I was bringing uh, Hickson's top black belt. Pedro Sawyer was a great dude. What a nice what a guy. great guy. Yeah, I had a lot of fun guy. with him. And he would come in, and he was great. The mentality, the philosophy behind jujitsu, 
he trained under Helio for years in Brazil, and he was an intelligent guy who, to this day, I, I love the guy. We, every time we see each other, it's, he's just a, he's a good dude. He's like my age, and he was really good. He was a great teacher. And then, you know, what happened was really when Matt started getting really good, it was, you know, why, you know, bring him, cause bring Pedro, because now we got him. Right, right. Now Henzo's in the city, so things change. But before that, man, it was like, you know, when Pedro came in, man, you were, those were jewels. You know, they were, we would, people yeah. would come from all over to go to that seminar because there was nothing else. So is this, is this a time when, when MMA still isn't really recognizes MMA and everyone's still learning separate disciplines? Uh, or are they starting to blend them so. a little bit? No, I don't think they're blending them no, yet. No, they're you. I don't think they're blending them. Yeah. You're a kickboxer. Yeah, I boxer. remember I went out with uh, I went out to eat with Richard Bustillo one time. He was one of Bruce Lee's original students. I'll never forget we were eating somewhere on Willis Avenue. I think the old Roma Cafe, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember he said, "Look, at the because he he refed he was refing some of those." Gracie fights out in California. I think when Horian fought Raul Allegria, I think is the guy's name. He was a wow. kickboxer. He was the ref. He said, you know what he was happy about? He goes, at the end of the day, he goes, you know what will happen? He goes, the wrestlers will at least get the recognition they deserve. You know what I mean? Because of this. That's what his, what his wow. take was. And he was 100% right. Because, you know, like even back then, Richard really, he structured a lot of my boxing stuff back then. He was just a good dude. I think he was a Hawaiian boxing champ at the time, and he had really good stuff. He always believed in putting the guys in. This is like kind of where I got it from, like even in the Golden Gloves, because he said nothing tests your spirit as much as boxing because the ability to get hit and come back and there's no place to go. And, you know, he was really big on that. And I said, well, why don't they give you more credit with the boxing? He's like, because yeah, everybody does it. You know, it's like wrestling. We already had wrestling. I would get guys – Good wrestlers come to the school. They never even want to show any. They don't want to do wrestling. They want to learn how to kick and punch. And when the Gracies came in and that started, you know, the ground stuff. Now the wrestling guys started coming alive. Right. Hey, you know what yeah. I mean? Now it now it's changing. Now you're getting and those guys with a condition. Oh, I mean, those guys, yeah. Even back then, yeah. they hell. were always a problem. They yeah. go through hell. Yeah. 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 You know, no I remember Matt. I think the guy like this guy too was another guy. He wrestled for Iowa, I believe, Rico Ciparelli. And I remember he went to the city, and uh, I mean, Matt goes to I, I, you know, for the first time, I think he said, "Man, I had trouble. I, I don't, I couldn't get out of cross. I like Matt. You couldn't hold him in the mount. You could hold, but no, Rico was a D one, really high, high level wrestler. Not Iowa. Um, yeah, yeah. No, at I the mean, time, and. I don't know whatever happened, but then when I saw Rico years later, he goes, dude, that was the toughest motherfucker I ever rolled with. It wow. was like a mutual respect. Right, but I remember cool. Matt Ed, like going, wow, I was, I was stuck. But and Rico was a big dude too. You know what I mean? So uh, the wrestling guys, you know, they weren't taking the time at that point to learn it yet. You know, but when they did, they started putting it together. And like again, we're still in '97, '96. It's not that far. You know, we're only yeah. UFC, man. When did Matt go in? Like UFC just, yeah. 30? So. Yeah, it's just a couple of years in. Yeah. So yeah. now the wrestlers start in. coming on strong because you got to remember, Hoist is taking everybody down. Right. Right. right now, the wrestlers figure out, like the Mark Kerrs and the Coleman's. They, Damn, well, right. How are you going to get Those me down? Guys, you can't right. get me down. Right. So I can control. So now, you know, like the thing with like Hoist at the time, and this is just my opinion, but even like a Dan Seven, 
he'd let him take him down because he wanted to work off his back. Sure. There was no time limit. Right. And it was only a matter of time till That's Voice it, would get, get seven. Tired, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? If it Through was a five-minute ride. Yeah. I mean, he probably tapped seven at the 27-minute mark that right. time, right? right? Everybody's just sitting there on the TV. We don't know Can't what's going on. And right. and yeah. You see them tap. People are like, what, what just happened? But then I think the wrestlers are, well, I'm not taking you down. Now we're going to stand up. And then it started changing anything, everything. Right. And then it, that, that was the evolution. Maurice right? Smith, right? And then Maurice he Smith came comes in, in as a kickboxer. kickboxer right. He's got some takedown defense so he could keep it standing. Right, keep right. it standing. Yeah. And then that's where Boss comes in. And, yeah. you know, that right. whole evolution was really, like, just phenomenal to Boss watch. just open hand slapping people, but right. like yeah. a punch. Yeah, yeah. If you look at some of those old fights with, like, Coleman, Mark, her, uh, who was the other guy um, who just died? The black dude. Oh, um, um, Randleman. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. these guys were fucked. They were they jacked. Were jacked. Jack. Huge. Jacked. <laughs> I mean, you go back and look at those old fights, even from Japan, where all natural too. guys, are, yeah, yeah, guys are taking they ate knees their to the head, top of the head. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy, crazy period of time. Like crazy period of time and. I mean, just to be there was it was really a lot of fun, man. We yeah. had a we had a blast with it. Cutting, you know? yeah, we were, yeah, we like we'd do anything at the right. time. Even yeah. Matt, like Kukok was in Jersey. We every Sunday yeah. we'd drive we, to we Jersey. We'd drive and do privates with him. Yeah, you know, by the time we got back, we'd forget what we even. Yeah. did. I <laughs> couldn't <laughs> remember a guy. Oh, like, sure. It was so new at the time. Like now everything makes sense, but back then I'm talking about like basic stuff. You couldn't record it with your phone. No, there was no <laughs> nothing. Oh, no phone. <laughs> nothing. You were, I get back and think that I knew something. Go yeah. what? Wait, how did you go? How did this go? Right. Yeah, but anything beyond like the basic yeah. stuff was uh, I mean, you know, and everybody was doing that. Matt would pick up a guy in in the Bronx, and then they drive to Jersey yeah. just to get the extra yeah, work. And I mean, wow. Work. You know, I mean, nutty, nutty period. I had a, a guy who was a kickboxing champ at the time, Mike Ryan, and he came with us because he this this would be a typical day back then. And I just got married, so it was, it was like Labor Day, right? We, yeah, we go down in Labor Day, so the traffic well. is brutal, right? So we get the wait, what that was uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey, yeah. right? So then Ryan had to spar another guy in some other part of Jersey. We had to come all the way back. This is a whole. This is a ten-hour affair. We meet. The guy's name for anybody, Mike Sexton, who was another kickboxing champ. We meet him at some freaking warehouse. And <laughs> he was like a barn or something. Yeah, we are in a... <laughs> and him and Ryan spar like 10 rounds. I don't even know how Mike could do it because he was stuck in the car with us yeah. and he saw the jiu-jitsu and then we stopped off there to get the spar. But that was a typical type of day. You went wherever you could to get the work because... Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't on a, every right. corner. It wasn't, so yeah. We, it wasn't like... Uh, you know. They were world-class... Champions nah. in every corner, like it is now. You know, and I mean, we'd even reach out to like a judo guy, like, "Hey, it's pretty close to, you know, it's kind of it's ground fighting." Just whatever. to get some oh, words, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, wow. they're doing arm bars too, and you know, yeah, they were like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, but they had it down because even like Hicks, and the big thing was he wrestled, you know, Mark Schultz, who was a gold medal, uh, you know, uh, American wrestler. But you know, I think. Like, after, like, an hour, maybe Hickson got him. I think that story goes, if you listen to Mark Schultz, it's a little different. But right. the good thing was, like, Hickson and those guys, they would jump into the Iowa wrestling room. They would go where they, – they really had – they did as good of a job 
putting this shit together as I've ever seen in any martial art. And right. they had to, you had to put yourself out there. They went with boxers. They went with kickboxers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stories. That's why Chuck Norris got involved. He was shooting a movie in Brazil, and he jumped into the school, and they got he got schooled, like, you know what I mean? And then he started training with the Machados. But, you know, and it was always like, come on. We'll just play right. around. There was always that open, come into the school. Nobody had that. Wink, like So wink, you could wink, you learn. could get a, a good wrestler to take you down, but then he wasn't really doing much. These guys were putting you to sleep or, you know, you stick your arm in the wrong spot. Next thing you know, you're screaming because your arm is getting snapped. It was crazy, man. Like, it was new, and it was the Wild West back then. And, you know, and it was people just were a, hungry for it. People once, were hungry Once you for started it. seeing us first sure. UFCs, you know, and then, like, uh, I want to know what they know. And that's how it evolves because you start yeah. seeing who's winning when the, you're obviously the answer to that is how do we stop that or beat that or right, defend right. that? And then that learns the next one, someone else wins and you're like, well, how do we do that? And you start, that's how yeah. the old evolution. Well, I remember, I remember happens. Ray saying something years ago, well, I think we were at Ku Klux and he said, he goes, you know, he goes right now the Brazilians are, you know, because they, they were beating everybody. He goes, but the Americans are going to figure it out. And he goes, bigger, stronger guys here yeah, in the yeah, U.S. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did from the lifting, beginning. You know. so I, like, there was just something that was, it was so freaking new and nobody knew what was going on. I was, it was, it was wild, man. Yeah, it, it really was. It was a wild, wild period. And then when Henzo came, um, it, things totally changed. Because yeah. now you have a legitimate Gracie in New York. And I think he just changed everything. He took Matt under his wing. Obviously, Matt becomes the first, uh, you know, American black belt under Henzo. And, and again, even at the time, I remember even Kukak saying, oh, listen, we're thinking of sponsoring you. You go to Brazil so you could become a teacher. Like, the, the, he's a 19-year-old kid. He was so excited. We'd come home and, you know, we'd be driving back. He goes, man, they asked me to be a teacher. And, you know, it was just great watching the excitement, wow. you know, of all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. where it is now, you know, kind of seems that Matt was, he was a wild man back then. Yeah. A, he was a wild man, but... Funny times, man. We drive in, and Larry was with the sheriff's department. I remember Matt was uh, <laughs> Matt was looking for. Uh, he he asked Larry about like a government job, like you know, for the cops or something. <laughs> right. And I remember me and him coming home, and he goes to me, dude. <laughs> like he pulled open Matt's re- Matt had a sealed file that wasn't sealed to Larry for whatever reason. <laughs> but he's like. Dude, that guy's not getting a job with anybody. I mean, after he told me what he did, Steve, like we would start driving Sarah in. I, I go, man, how about you sit in the front seat? I really thought I was going to get ice picked in the back of the head. I was like, uh, remember, I, I remember, was, remember driving in? And we, uh, listen, kid. we had to break the news to him. Hey, listen, the government, the, the police job. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He goes, what are you talking about? I thought that was a sealed file. He goes, you know you're, why. You're not getting a job. And, you know and why. And again, sit in the front seat because <laughs> I really don't funny. know you that well. And, we're sitting at Oishi's, and, and you know, you, you take your shoes off, you go to Matt's, so we're putting them on, and you know, we're talking, we're like, uh, where are you from? And we, like, Matt's yeah. like, oh, you know, we're from Long Island. Oh, me and Ray, like, yeah, let's do it. Hey, I remember, he's taking the training with his brother, he's a young kid. We're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, well, you know, we'll see you. And so to this day, he's like, you know, those guys wouldn't give me a ride? Because well, he gave my yeah, yeah, but he gave him a lot. Right. You but know, it's funny because my like, first hey, house thinks. I bought was like half a mile down the block from where he lived. Oh wow! So that's really how that. So we started driving right. in together, and he was uh, he was just a star. You know, he was he really he would rip that fucking room up, man. Like I don't. There's not one person from back in the day. I had this conversation with Dan Hotel. 
Dude, he was he just taught he was he tortured everybody, he was, man. He was a dude I mean, who's he on his way to the Hall of Fame. Listen, he put the time in. There's no question about watch. I mean, like I would sit there and go, "It's got to be good to be like 19, like just and just driven, and you land on that oh, thing wow. that you do I again." I just wish I had that when I a was a Hall younger. of Fame within like within elite professional athletes. He is in the elite Hall of Fame. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh no! And like that's was, you know, and that's what that looks like back then. Like yeah. that that dedication. Yeah. Like that's where oh, that no, is. I'm like, telling you, so the repetitions crazy. that he would put in. He would roll any time. Like, yeah, like I no, said, no. his living room was garage. And I mean, the guy had, was he was driven. Yeah, he, he was. And then I was the only guy party the other day. And he's going over techniques. Oh yeah, yeah, he could. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, multiply that by a hundred. Yeah, I mean, he didn't stop. But like back in the day, I was the only guy with a school. I had a boxing ring. So he would hold a Wednesday night class there, you know, which basically, you know, equated to him coming down and just beating the crap out of what <laughs> was in there. No, but, you know, we're at a time when, yeah. you know, there's still headbutts allowed in the oh, fighting. Wow, right? So we had to defend against headbutts in the guard. You know, he, he, he oh, was wow. the first guy who brought the gloves down. He was beating the crap out of everybody in the guard and, you know, standing up. And yeah, he no did doubt. it the right way, man. He yeah. really did. I didn't even think of that, defending headbutts oh, yeah. in the guard. Always. Different you know, you always, used to put the oh, hand, had, put yeah, hand on the top guard, of You ride that guy's arm you wrapped up. You had your hand keep over Keep your head, hand yeah. after the headbutt, yeah. You know, they, they covered everything. Had to choke a guy with yeah. his own, like, T-shirt on, you know, like rolling it up in the back and making that wow. go thicker. Yeah, they, they were... Uh, that was a well thought out art. No that doubt. really was. No doubt. And uh, like again, to be there at the beginning was pretty cool. You yeah. know what I mean? So and just the, you know, because I, I take pleasure in watching guys grow and you know, all of that. And then I just you know we all became really good friends, man. We yeah. were all there at the beginning, and then, mm -hmm. you know, like again, I tried to when he started, like he won every tournament, like those in school tournaments, and you know, and back then again, another thing was. Like, if a guy was a purple belt, like, it was almost unheard of if you were a blue belt that you could beat him, like, or a white belt. Right. Like, you would, like, they kind of beat that mentality into your head, right. too. But he had, Craig had one guy, I think he had a body shop. I can't think, Tommy, I think, was his name. He was a purple belt. Then it was only a matter of time till Matt, you know, was just pissing on that guy. And <laughs> then it was off to the races, yeah. man. You know, when he was a purple belt, I'm going to say that's when he was his best because he was still hungry for that black belt like you know when he became a black belt like with a lot of people you uh you learn to relax a little bit and you're happy you got there but when he was a purple belt uh he it was game on man that guy he'd attack yeah. you 25 times in three seconds i mean he was rapid fire he was just putting combinations oh, no, together. Yeah. go for the arm bar no, no, triangle okay. back to the arm bar yeah, was, to a, a camora i mean it was just crazy you nightmare. couldn't defend it no, what no, a couldn't defend. i'm saying as a purple belt that was he was he was booking like yeah. booking booking and I never forget I said I just wanted to test him out I had a, a buddy of mine who was a Bulgarian judo champ you I know remember that. remember, yeah. remember yeah. Alion yeah. and you know yeah I just you know he comes back I just came back from Bulgaria I broke my foot but I don't care I just fight but, you know <laughs> like, uh, the kid was like 19 or 22 he just nothing bothered him I go hey, listen I don't care broken foot or not. You're going to see a purple belt on this guy, and your mentality is going to be you're a black belt and he's a purple belt. I go, and this, remember, I'm warning him. Matt's my right. friend, but I know, like, how good Matt is, and I'm curious to know. And Allion was, a, was, a, was another phenom for the jiu-jitsu. And I go, don't, don't look at that purple belt. Like, you're a black belt. Ah, no, he, yeah, he's blowing it off. Yeah, he got on board in about 40 seconds. 
the guy never talked to me again. I, wow. If I tell you I never warned a guy before, he <laughs> think I've never talked to him since that night. I took him back to the train. He was still holding his arm, looking up at the ceiling. You know, Matt latched onto that guy's arm in the back. I'm telling you, it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds. Because now you got, you got Matt. I'm telling Matt, look, this guy's a, a black belt. He's from Bulgaria. He's, you know, he's really good. He's young. And he snapped that guy's arm in about 30 seconds. And that's it. Never talked to him again. I got a call from his friend. Is that true? Did that really happen? Because, you know, like, again, there's no. Right. Because this, and, you know, he was a hero to other people. And then I go, yeah, no, it's true. I'm, I, you know, because people still weren't buying into how good Matt was. They just weren't, man. But he was, he was in a league of his own. That no guy. doubt. Yeah, no he doubt. was in a league of his own back then during that growth spurt and. Even look, even when he went to Brazil, he won the worlds. I think as a purple belt, which yeah. is not wow. at that time is it's unheard of. Went the worlds in general, yeah, right? So yeah, crazy. That's insane. You know? And that was after I think he had like a staff. He, I, I remember, I think he texted me or called or he had like a hole opened up in his chest. He had something really bad when he was over. I don't know if it was before or after the fight, but he still won and. You know, and that's it. Then he got the invitation to like Abu Dhabi and then the UFC and, you know, crazy stuff. But did I see a guy put his time in? Literally. Yeah. You know. He earned it. He earned it, period. And during those times, how many egg sandwiches do you guys still have? Well, we actually were black belts in um, bagel eating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now those those trips uh, to the city, so I, so I don't. I think we missed half of them. We went somewhere else <laughs> the other half. Yeah. Nah, it was really bad. Now, nah, where were you guys? No, no, no. Something came up. I couldn't make it. Well, so, well. Yeah. If if you know Ray, you know his. He's on his own time. Yeah, so absolutely. I go to pick him up. I'm ringing the doorbell. I'm waiting and waiting. He's like, Yeah, it's a few minutes. I'll be out. We get there. Classes started. Now remember. Now this is the first class <laughs> on Saturday morning. Was nine o'clock at right. that time. So you right. know me now. Yeah, yeah. Imagine right. that. You're it's not, not working there. out. Yeah, yeah, morning isn't the best time to catch this. Yeah. Yeah. The guys are heading to the showers. Ray's walking in with his gym bag. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Yeah. I got my gi. That yeah, was horrible. Yeah, it was but we had, it was really a lot of fun. We, we had really oh, was. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. Man, yeah. it's, no it's always good to talk about that. That and and as a student to, to, to hear about the evolution of how this, how this was going on. So you have the UFC, it breaks, it breaks through and it is, it's just no holds barred. Yeah. Fighting. That's no what holds was barred. Yeah, NHB. Yeah. Yeah. NHB. Valley Tudo. Valley, yeah. You know. And so is, is, did this start trumping say G Kundo at the time? What was big at the time? Was it just Taekwondo, G Kundo? No, I'm going to say G Kundo. I think the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu knocked everything on its yeah. ass. Thai boxing, everything. All the stand-up parts, obviously, because they right. had no ground game. The JKD had shoot boxing, and they did have, like, the ground game, but they weren't training. Larry like, Hartzell these guys. had, what, like, what was the, and stuff. Was it shoot boxing? What was the one that Ken Shamrock did? He did... Because um, his style kind of... He gave like great hoist boxing, probably right? the toughest challenge at the time, right? right? It wasn't... I don't think it was called that. It was he, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Look that up, Chris. Who, who was that guy? That, that There was a guy for a while. He was a shoot box. Big guy. Black mustache. I can't think of his name now. But he was a shoot box guy. He he was like right before the Gracies. And when the Gracies came, he just faded into Yeah. Him. Because you got to remember when they when that started getting popular, anybody who wrestled, anybody who did right, anything right. else, now they were in there, you know, and that's exactly what they wanted in that sport. They wanted guys coming out of the woodwork saying, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think the Japan 
we had a guy, J.K.D. guy, Yuri Nakamura, who used to teach out of um, California, who was really, really good. But I, the thing that really made the Gracie special was their training mythology. They, they, they had that squared away. Like, a lot of stuff in, like, the shooto was like you go from lock A to lock B to lock C without any resistance. The jiu-jitsu was all about resistance. Right. It was more like high school wrestling. And that's where they did a really, really good job with it, you know. So where, you know, I could go through 25 locks in a row, but now a guy's resisting, you know. So hmm. maybe, maybe you get one, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't like, that's not the way you were training, you know what I mean? Like, the mentality of uh, the training in jiu-jitsu was really what made it good. And I think Helio just did a, a fucking great job with that from – street fighting to the mountain you know like you look even as a kid man a lot of those a lot of the worst beatings i ever saw anybody take they used to call it the schoolboy mount the guy would get yeah. mounted on him yeah. just beat the piss yes. out of him yeah. and the guy it's had us. no idea how to it's get out so him. even learning how to escape the mount whether it was you know a little antiquated or not it was still a huge help and Big. gave you confidence to get out of there but some some of those beatings you see a tough guy maybe he was a boxer he was a bit he gets taken down. He, he gets the guy down. sitting on his chest. The guy could be an idiot, and he beat the crap Just out done. of him. Yeah. It's done, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. And Ken Shenrock, uh practiced shoot fighting. Shoot boxing was an organization. Okay, oh, so okay. shoot fighting, shoot right? Fighting. Shoot fighting. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was also all natural. Of course, from yeah. my, my recollection, yeah. also he took a big Wheaties fan. A lot of vitamins. <laughs> centrum, Centrum vitamins. Yeah. I saw him one time. I don't know where the heck it was, but he was off the juice. I, he was almost unrecognizable to me. He was just, you know, whatever. Well, you yeah. saw the documentary with Carr, right? I mean, what a yeah, what horrible. a mess, horrible, horrible. It's, yeah. it, it's incredible what it's incredible what was allowed and what you were allowed to fight but UFC had that until recently really right like they I had think so yeah I mean they had uh, TRTV tour as they would call him and and, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was open that he was on it obviously and it actually isn't that what damaged Michael Bisping didn't he get hurt fighting Vitor didn't his eye get hurt um, I yeah, think he was uh, fighting Vitor TRTV tour <laughs> I want to say that's what did it, and the and the UFC didn't. Yeah, he got kicked in the head. Didn't change it until time, yeah. until they were making that that uh, they were starting to make that adjustment to sell, and so they started uh, they they put in the the new the new requirements. But yeah, no, Belfort as a kid uh, was jacked. Oh, you yeah, remember, man? Eighteen years old. Like he see, and again, there was a guy that was implementing boxing, but he had mm. jujitsu. Yeah. Lightning, so lightning, fast. you know. And so I he stand up, and and he wasn't worried about being taken down. Are you coming in on him? And because he was, again, going to be a nightmare. When he fought Vanderlei, remember that? I mean, he just raced across. He almost doing like JKD no, chain punching. No, he he was just blast yeah, straight blast yeah, yeah. across Without the ring. That, that was fast. That, that was that's fast. a that's Man. a highlight forever. Oof. He 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 he, was... he slipped the one punch. No, he was good. He, he slipped was, one he punch was and came back. Just, just a series of you know, even even Marco Huas. You know Marco you got to remember was, some yeah. of these guys were already old at the time, but they still wanted to get in there. But I thought Marco Huas was awesome, man. I you know, great you. leg kicker, yeah. good jujitsu, foot, foot stomp. Do you Wait. feel like the caliber of fighter goes away? So so. The point I'm trying to make is when you go back in the day, like I, I think of a, of, of a my dad and, and I think to myself, like they don't build them like that anymore. You know, Tonka, 
Tonka tough, yeah, you know. Tough, Do you feel dude. like the same is with fighters? Are fighters today less tough than they were uh, back in the day? You know, I think they got so many more things to be interested in. They probably are less tough. I mean, we said, well, you, you were there when Buddy McGirt came to the yeah, gym, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. Buddy said, he goes, dude, these guys today, nobody wants to do anything. That's, okay, that's what he told me. And that's why I think there's like maybe a little more sense of entitlement. Nobody's, things are different. You're growing up in the 50s. You got a one-income household. You're struggling for everything. I think that builds a little toughness. I think that's what you see out of some of these European guys and the Marabs. They're not coming. That guy's not walking Dude. out of a fucking $10 million home. That guy's grateful for everything he's got. Yeah. That guy's about as tough as you're going to get. You know what I mean? So there's got to be something to that, you know? Look, back in the day, they would make gyms horrible just to weed you out. You'd walk right. into, like, Gleason's or... Gallagher's back in the day, and that dude, these things smell the piss, and you just, if you really want to be there, you almost yeah. have to be tough just to want to be there, wanna yeah, be right, because they would get rid of you. I mean, just walk through the door. You probably. know, now look yeah. at today. Now, yeah. Do you have air conditioning? Do you have a shower? you have air conditioning? <laughs> How many bathrooms you have? Do you have a shower? How many showers? Yeah. Is there AC in it? I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. AC. AC, you had to put your boots on to go to the bathroom because you were, like, knee-deep in piss in some of these places. You know, yeah, you want to be here? You want to be a fighter? Yeah, okay. You know, but that was kind of, you know, and, and even back in the day, if I had a guy fighting, uh, you know, I'd bring him to another gym just to see what would happen. And some guys crumbled, man, just by the sight of the place. Oh, no kidding. Oh, without a doubt. A lot, matter of fact, a lot of times. And some guys just embraced it. You know, but a lot of guys, if you if they were on the fence and they didn't, you know, they said, well, let me just let's want to jump in the Golden Gloves. Those guys never made it in other gyms. You know what I mean? Once they were taken out of their environment, it was always a bad scene. But that's how you kind of weeded everybody out. You know? Yeah, I, and I think also it goes back to what we were talking earlier about the internet now. Like guys are worried about their their brain being scrambled. You know, I think they're thinking sure. more about down the road where. Back in the day, boxes, they were boxes. They got in a ring, they slugged it out, and that was their profession. They weren't thinking about what those guys, those guys that were punchy back in the day, like I I think the problem was you didn't really get to see them that much. But when you did see them, it was still impactful, man. Some of those guys that, you know, were your hero growing up, you're watching them boxing, you meet them, and you're going, damn, that's just not good. You know, so that kind of sucked too. But like it didn't get the publicity that it would get today. And And I think they. I really believe they're doing a better job today. You don't see as many as those punch drunk guys as I mean, even like some training, there was always that one guy from a boxing gym that came in that was just out of his fucking mind and just he got hit way too many times and Well, boxing gym wars are famous. Yeah. Like I mean I well, I had a kid from the neighborhood and a lot of these kids you gotta remember were troubled too and they so like one theory could be like the Johnny Tapias of the yeah. Well, these are even. I there was a kid from my neighborhood that, without mentioning his name, he never even made it to pro, and he was punched. That I never saw before, uh, even okay. as an amateur, because back in those days, as an amateur, if a pro walked in, you were sparring him. So, what the what the hell is the difference? <laughs> yeah. You're in there with some, you know, and that kid just got beat up. But he probably would have been a real troubled kid otherwise. So, maybe he found some sort of you know profession he could do but it kind of it was almost like doing a lobotomy on a guy you know what i mean like remember cuckoo's nest they had a you know 
kill him, Omar. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, mm. man. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm not making sense. But that's what that's. No, I, get it. I think some guys, you know, I think it's better than somebody killing somebody. Box and if you're a little off, maybe that right. might be something. <laughs> I don't even. You, again, this is making no back sense. In those, back in those days, where where people would have, you'd have a Julio Cesar Chavez, let's say, who he had a hundred plus pro yeah. fights, and his amateur record. That's um, how he. That's how they like. He probably had a thousand fights. This yeah. guy. I mean, this guy. Yeah, look, I had look, I had guys there. in the Golden Gloves in the '80s, right? And there, there was no book yet. You know, there was like the novice. You get a guy from Mexico coming over, a young kid fighting as a novice. It was pretty evident, like within a round, that this kid had like 50, 60 fights. When your poor guy had two or three fights. Right just really wasn't fair. So they really, I think they did a good job in cleaning that up. And again... Is this happening now in the, uh, the former Soviet Union kind of where they're trying, they're having trouble tracking what someone's amateur record might be? Uh, yeah, they, they, I think it's happening, but they are trying to track it because even we have a guy in the gym who they can't get any fights on this guy. He's saying he had two fights, but there's no way of really finding out. And, you know, uh, you know, then they'll ask for like you know the trainer to write a letter. Look, he's pretty good in this and that or whatever it is to try to yes, gauge yeah, where he belongs. Right to gauge where he belongs. But they, at least there's an attempt made. You know, back in the day there was no there was attempt. A hundred percent was no attempt made. You know, so now it's a little different. But you're seeing these Russian guys. They're coming in. They're they're good, man. They're good and tough. Dudes. Tough. You know, tough. Well, they're having that. You know that thing that we had in our. In our development stage, where you, you make some tough people, and if that's the way out, there's gonna be yeah. some. Yeah, we'll the, ruin the, them. The we'll ruin fighters. them once they get over here. <laughs> the Philly you know? fighters. You need like air conditioning and showers. It's that day, like that guy from Japan who's eating great, and he moves oh. here. He's eating McDonald's. He's, he's, he's yeah, dead. He's, he's dead. dead. He's yeah. dead. Where is he? No, he died last week. He's <laughs> he was he's on our training <laughs> regiment back yeah, in Jiu-Jitsu. Exactly. That guy was eating fish. He had the coral calcium in yeah, Okinawa. Nah, He's dead nah, now. He Big just Mac, <laughs> two for five. Yeah. Hey, did you see Shimu Buku? Yeah, no, oh, he, he's dead. Yeah, he had a, he just ate a big, he ate a Whopper. And passed away last week. You know, those poor guys come over here with a good diet. Yeah, they just nah, get they're ruined. Yeah, they yeah. get ruined. So that, that's what will happen to these guys. Yeah, they'll, they're, get, they're, they'll get Americanized and... Next thing you know, they're asking for air conditioning. Exactly, and showers. <laughs> All right. How dare them? Could be will be dating some blonde from California. Go we'll off the rails. Yeah. He's done. <laughs> the guy, he's done. This isn't what's important to me <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But good times, man. Good times. That's <laughs> uh, great. We got, and the UFC progressing. It continues to progress, and we've got all kinds of fighters. Uh, you got a busy next couple of months, right? Oh, man. You, you first of all, Aljo's fighting any minute, isn't he? On the eighth, he might actually be fighting tomorrow. I don't even know. I forgot <laughs> about it. No. No, he's fighting on the eighth. Yeah. He's, he's fighting uh, on the eighth. They're heading to Dallas tomorrow night. There's fights: Gaethje versus Vic. I, I've heard almost no promotion for this. I know. Th was this the fight that Al uh, Quinto was supposed to be on? This was the fight Al was supposed to be on. I'm yeah. so glad he's not on yeah, it. Yeah. So because uh, he, he, it's, I haven't heard any promotion for this. I am excited for the fight, though. I think it'll be a good fight. I think it's a good fight. I, I don't think it's a great card. I don't think that it's great for exposure, but I think that'll be a good fight. Yeah. I think Gaethje's going to be exciting. That's what he designs yeah, to be. Exactly. I think that it's a, it's not a great long strategy, but to uh, to entertain a bunch of us for 15 minutes on a particular Saturday night, it's a great strategy. Yeah, and it seems like he has a strategy in his head for his, the rest of his 
career and his future. So power to him, man. He, I, I had the opportunity of meeting him last time we were in Vegas for the Hall of Fame. He seemed like a great dude. Yeah, I like, heard you on uh, Anik and Florian. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what they say, about. just picking him because I like him. You picked him because he met him yeah, and liked him. Don't ever follow any of my picks because <laughs> if, if I said hello to you one time, I'm just <laughs> picking you. But I, you could I, listen to the Anik and Florian podcast. They have a great podcast. And, of course, Ray Longo's got the Ray Longo Minute. Sometimes yeah. the intro to the minutes longer than you're actually exactly. on. But, uh, but always entertaining Anik and Florian podcast. But it should be, listen, someone's getting knocked out, I think, in that play. Yeah, I think, look, this is a big test for Vic, but the guy, 6'3", 155, he's a problem. But I, mm-hmm. I think Gaethje, you know, he's been in so many wars with some really good guys. I, I, I'm going to pick Gaethje only because I think he could pressure him, and if he can get near him and – make it a real dogfight. I think, like, look, Alvarez was always in dogfights. Poirier, you know, those guys are used to that. You know what I mean? I don't think Vic's used to a war like that. So if he get, if he doesn't get rid of him early, it should be real interesting as to what happens, you know? Why does it seem that sometimes, or maybe this was just boxing, but it seems sometimes someone seems indestructible and then they get knocked out and then suddenly their chin seems softer. It seems more delicate. Is that... Is that a training thing? Is it is it uh, more well, look, in boxing? It could, it could be a bunch of things. You know it, what I'm talking it, about. It, we, oh no, without yeah. a doubt, it could be. There's, I think it's twofold, um, and I'm not going to talk medical. We could ask Doctor Sherry that. But Dr. first Sherry thing is here. First, is, first thing is first thing is from a mental standpoint. Mm. If I'm a guy with a good chin, and, all of a sudden, and I believe I'm a guy got a good chin, and I get knocked out. <laughs> I don't believe that anymore. So I'm going to say that, that's a I have that's a strong reason. Yeah, that's a big that's a big deal. And then on the other side of that is if I'm fighting a guy and I know he has a good chin, that kind of sucks. If I'm fighting a guy and he just got knocked out, it gives me more hope. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, and I think it's going to be like the difference with Rockhold and Weidman this time. We know that he's got a weak chin. He he's knows been, he's got. Yeah, it. He's got. A, and you're going to have a big, strong, focused kid swinging for the fences on it and you know you, you know what i'm saying so i think those are the differences medically i don't know i don't even know if it would make even if medically if you said something but i believe once you don't believe it anymore that is just i a think major, psychologically major problem major major and i think you sure. look i think you no saw doubt. with mike tyson as soon as buster, buster douglas, douglas knocked him out everybody knew they had a chance yeah. but up until that point Tyson was winning those fights before the fight even started. Yeah. He was winning those fights. That fight against Buster Douglas, I think we spoke about it before. Nobody even wanted to watch it. It was a, it was a, the outcome was already known. Tyson's going to kill him, right? And then I remember I was training guys in my backyard, and I just figured, you know, put it on the TV, which at the time was probably Channel Seven. Definitely wasn't HBO. I don't believe at the time. I made it, but I know it was in my kitchen. So. Uh, you know, I would, all of a sudden we're in the third round. I'm like, hey, guys, this is looking. And then, you know, because we would still train. We were still training. We didn't give a shit. Right, and then by right. like the fourth or fifth round, everybody was right. up in the, in the kitchen. The phone's ringing off the hook every after every round. Yeah. I do it. I think this guy's in training, you know. And then I think it gave everybody hope. And as soon as the guy was not viewed as indestructible, uh, I think it made a huge, huge difference. A huge difference. It's the same thing. You know, like, again, I think, like, Al added a human factor to Khabib that was not there before that. 100%. I mean, he was just taking guys down, 
verbally humiliating him and beating the crap out of him. And it just didn't happen. This fight went five rounds. So now all of a sudden everybody's a different person. He's, he's beatable. Let me get him. I got yeah, him. I, I could, wish it was I me. I wish it was me. Right. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't you. I was the guy that stepped up. <laughs> right. But I wish it was me. Well, I think that, like with Chris, too, with, with Anderson Silva, and the way in when he said, you know, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, I, most people I think went in there knowing they were going to get killed by Anderson. Oh no! Silva. At that point again, Anderson but was like, considered untouchable, indestructible. Untouchable. And, and I, I remember saying before that fight because people would ask me, I go, hey, "Whiteman's not Forrest Griffin. He's not. An- he's not Damian Meyer. He's not Patrick Cote. He's not Dowsley. You're out of your mind. This is a different animal, man. I don't care what he looked like to those guys." He's not Rich Franklin. He's not going to get right. stuck in the clinch and get right. out muscled, and and that was to me was the difference. Was like, yeah, he was. He's got a highlight reel that if you buy into it, and he deserves the highlight reel. But if you buy into it, it's not doing you any good. You know what I mean? And Chris had the belief, and he knew he could, you know, put that fight where he wanted, even though he knocked him out. But it was probably because of the wrestling. Maybe set up some of that it's stuff. It's going too. that way. Yeah, who knows? You know, yeah, well, but, the first round when he took him down, you know, I was like, and Anderson uh, tried to get in his head. He really did. You stand, know? Tell him stand up. Yeah, yeah, he tried everything. You know, so, uh, yeah. But that that was the first. In, in looking at that fight, my my first thought to everybody was, dude, this this is this guy's different. If you think this guy is Damian Maya standing up or one of these uh. You know, he's huge, and he, at that point, you know, he was just on such a roll, and his belief system was on par, it was on point, and, man, that was a, that was a great fight. Yeah, no doubt. So he, and, and think about this. Even after that first fight, Weidman's sitting at the press conference. If you go back and look, it looks like he's just bored out of his mind. I don't even know what's running through <laughs> the guy's head. Right. He's up there. He's looking around. I mean, the guy just beat Anderson Silva. Yeah, right. <laughs> they asked him a question. I'll give him a rematch. He didn't even care. Give him a rematch right away. Yeah, have a rematch. let him have a rematch. <laughs> you know, which is even. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it was really yeah. crazy. It was another. There was so many, there's so many good points of, you know, what I've been a part of. It's just really funny stuff, man, but it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. September 8th, UFC 228. Aljamain Sterling finally, finally having a, a good position to really set to really set his name out there to be undeniable for this conversation. I'm looking good forward to this fight. I know we talked about it a little bit last week. How's, how's it going? How's he feeling? How's he looking? Just left him at the gym tonight. He had a great day yesterday. He looked great tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the fight. I think it's a great matchup for Aljo. Uh, and, uh, you know, just make sure he's in shape and his head's in the right spot and he'll, he's going to have a great night. Yeah, looking forward to it. Woodley Till that night. Man, that's another. I See, this card looks good. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. You know, you got some really good fights on here. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. Some, I'm leaning towards Till in that fight. You're not. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, I'm I like Woodley too, though. But I, I, think, I like. Yeah. I, I, would, I would like. I would like Till to win because I think there's more exciting fights that come from Till as yeah. a champion. Um, I think that Woodley's going to do uh, what he did with Wonderboy. I think that he's going to do his best to take him down as many times as he can, try to hold him down. Try to. He, he's not going to stand there and punch yeah, with Till. Yeah. I don't think he will anyway. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
I think Till's a huge. He's a big dude. You know, I think, dude, th- and, the, and, the, and like, again, what stinks is we've talked about this a million times. He didn't make way for Wonder Boy, yet he's being rewarded with this fight. I think as, you know, luck is going to have it, I think <laughs> he's going to do it, and that will give us more time to talk about, look at look what just happened. Right, right. Payback for 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 not making weight. Yeah, it's gonna be like reverse something. But yeah, yeah I I think that's a. Uh, it's gonna be a, that's a, that's an interesting fight. It's gonna be a good fight. You know what I mean? Because I think he's got some. Yeah, I don't know. That's I think he's huge, and I don't think Woodley wants to get hit by that guy. But no, again, I, Woodley I, can get you out of there too. You know, she's shown he time and time again. So we'll see. You, you got. Um, Yair Rodriguez out of that fight. That I cannot believe. Out I cannot that, like, believe that. It just happened? Yeah. Well, you know what's sad, man? After all this shit that went down and, you know, he's out of the UFC, he's back in. Okay, you're back in and now you're just... It, I think it just puts a magnifying glass over. I'm not sure what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> it really does. Well, 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 we won't have to guess too much. I'm sure we'll hear something from the UFC about it. And uh, when did that happen? That was today? That was today. Yeah, that was today, and then then from Dallas, this is in Dallas, September eighth, right? Right. From Dallas, you head over. Got your passport? I got my passport. No. Yeah, did come back in the mail. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you're in the, uh, just in time to go. They're to working Russia. on the visa. You know what I mean? So that's it. I, I'm hoping that goes good. Yeah, you should be fine with the visa. I um, then you're you're in Russia, buddy, and Marab Marab gets another shot. Yeah, this looks like a great card. I don't think yeah. I can pronounce one name on it. Uh, <laughs> Hunt. Yeah. Hunt. I can, I can. Yeah, I'll go with him. We know Hunt and Arlovsky. Yeah, yeah Hunt and yeah, Ware. But, uh, yeah, Marab's ready to go, man. What I don't want to be on the other what side of that, 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 you know. I do not want to be on the other side. I don't care who King Kong could be on the other side. <laughs> I would not want to be that. Yeah. Marab is Relentless. ready to make a Relentless. statement. Relentless. Dude's in incredible shape. Uh, just, just deadly in every way. So that's that. That's got. And in between there, what do you have? You, we have different fighters doing different events or different <laughs> organizations. Oh, uh, well, I, no, I we like got that Ring new, of Combat. I after, like that yeah. new. We uh, had to put the board. Th- up. That we board. Have, Ring Too of many Combat people. the week after that. Then Bazooka goes. Bazooka and Gonzalez are on the uh, Coliseum card. Uh, Bellator. Bellator. Uh, Chael Sonnen against Fedor. Um, and then obviously we go into November third, big fight for Chris Weidman and even uh, Steamroller just got put on that card against uh, Lando Venata. Venata. That's a really tough fight too. So we got some really big stuff coming up. Yeah, I, I saw I saw even our 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 friend of the show and 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 guest of the show Lafleur was in. Lafleur is going to be on that uh, McGregor card as well. Oh wow! I didn't even see that. Yeah, where is that? He, he's uh he's gonna Mike be. Martin. Oh wow! And then he's what fighting. date is that? October sixth, man. That's around the block. Yeah, he uh he was sparring with uh, Chris the other day. I think we're gonna they're gonna be getting together because he's a southpaw. But uh, he had a good day at a uh, Belmore kickboxer the other day. Great oh, guy. That's with awesome. That yeah. guy was so nice. So nice, and he means it, man. He means yeah, it not yeah. only in his own career, but yeah. to help others uh, uh, progress through the sport as well, man. He means it. Love that. They don't have a main event yet for the no- November 3rd UFC. Um, not sure what they're going to do with that. 
Then why is Weidman's name still not on here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got you. So, so they, so they might not have. It's official though, but, yeah. but they, they, they might not have put and it they up. They took yet. off the other fight with, because uh, um, Romero got injured. Yeah. They didn't find him a replacement. He's, he's still on there. Romero's on there. Yeah, he's, he's still on there. Yeah, that's done. Yeah, and th I think I think I read that uh, Paolo Costa is gonna wait. Just wait till Romero's. Uh, Oh wow! Is Better. that what he said? Okay, yeah, cool. that's why. Well, that's what his plan is. I mean, the UFC could always have a different plan for him, and they they seem to be pretty uh, good at convincing people to do things. Um, I wonder if if uh, that November third card isn't isn't holding that main event slot for the possible return of John Jones. Any shot at that? Wow. Uh, I mean, I've been that's hearing I've been hearing stuff, but I I don't think it fits into the time frame with the athletic commission. When he's off suspension, does anybody? Chris, the producer, can. I, am I think that was the problem, but that's an interesting thought. That his was, suspension I'm sure that's what from, the, from uh, his last suspension yeah, was. I again. think the year is up, kind of at the end of the year. Anybody know anything about that, Chris? It is. Uh, I wanted to say it was like he was eligible in November. That's why I thought that maybe they were le keeping that slot open in case. That they would could. make sense. But for those who want to compete on the up and up, check out Onnit, Onnit Health and Fitness Juggernaut, dedicated to delivering total human health optimization. They are a, a, a we're proud to have them as a sponsor. Onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. That's Onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. If you already order from Onnit, hey, why not get a discount? You can save at least 10% by using promo code MMA Beyond. Um, and we really, really appreciate it. Other stuff going on, Ray? Oh, man, got, isn't that enough? No, man. <laughs> isn't that it, enough? It is, it is not enough. I'm running man. out of time. I'm, no, I'm telling you, one, one thing that I want do want to talk about really quick about the Khabib fight. Yeah. Oh. So, so Khabib's like excited. <laughs> so Khabib's like excited one. that his, his dad got his visa so that he could attend the fight. And Khabib is grateful for it. Not 24 hours after Khabib posts about how grateful he is that his dad's able to come watch the fight. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. In, in, in only his fashion, he he sends an Instagram post. Yeah, he, he puts up a, a, an Instagram post. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it for you here. Uh, Chris puts it on the screen. I can't read that from up there. <laughs> it says, "I can see you cowering <laughs> I got, I got behind it. fake respect." So he he oh you oh you reading you have a mic over there? Yeah. Oh look, yeah, Chris the producer's on it. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> says, I can see you cowering behind fake respect, just like your middle son, a quivering coward. Wow. With a picture of uh, Khabib's dad. Ouch. That's. Yeah. Ray, are there rules? Are there rules of yeah. the street, man? I'm gonna say them fighting words. <laughs> But, uh, wow. Yeah, I don't like attacking the guy's family. Yeah, it's not cool. I don't know. Is, is that the only way you could well, get to you know, I think that I think what that's saying to me is really there's not much other things he could talk about, you know, because I don't even know. What the hell does that even mean? down his fighting skills. Yeah, right. What, what are you going to say? What does that even mean? I think he's just trying to – I think he's trying to get Khabib emotional. Yeah. 
He wants it. You know this. Yeah. He well, wants. He wants know. the emotional yeah, response. Get, like, let me. Can't really. Let me burn you out. Yeah. Let me get you excited. Let me got, have. Everybody's got a weakness. Chances of an adrenaline dump yeah, in the yeah. third round. Right. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take anything. Well, look, it's glad get. to hear. Like I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. But I, it's glad to hear him say something because this fight had no trash talking yet. Yeah, nothing, nothing going on, and I don't know. Very so, not. So not it's like interesting that he came out with that. That's it's Unless a, that's the first time he's attacked a family member. Like I, a, I, a I think so. Well, at least he didn't throw a garbage can yeah. at him. The so. first time he told he, he called someone's dad a coward. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's good. We'll, we'll do a couple of feedbacks and then uh, let you guys lose. We got Bianca. She writes, uh, Hi, Ray. This one's for Ray. Hi, Ray. There are a lot of reality shows out there. If a network approached you for a reality, reality show based on the gym, would you consider it? Uh, I know I would watch. Your fighters have a lot of personality. Thanks. That's from Bianca. Oh, Bianca, that was uh, I would definitely consider it. So uh, we did do. They did shoot a, a a teaser reel for a reality show that they were trying to shop around, and I don't think anything came of it. But the the uh, the promo for it, I thought was was freaking hilarious. I thought Sarah, as usual, was on. Uh, always so funny. And, uh, <laughs> You know, had I acquainted it had Al Joe. It was that was good. I got to get my hands on that thing. I like to see that. Yeah, I got to put that up if it's okay with the guy that shot it. But uh, yeah, Bianca, I think that would be at this point in time. It's you know, I think anything with Sarah in it is going to sell because I think the guy's hysterical and uh, because you would watch, I'm going to say we would do it. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> if you have any connections, Bianca, Bianca? Let's do it. There's a lot of stories in there, Bianca. So and for anyone listening who may have any pull in this, there's a lot of individual stories in there combined with every with the things that people have in common, which is training for for their goals. There's a lot of individual stories in there, uh, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, strengths and weaknesses and endless humor at any given point in the day. And so, uh, yeah, it would be a great show. It would be interesting to see how they would shape it as far as a reality show would go, because you know a lot of those get shaped in a certain way. It would be interesting to see how how they shape it and what they would emphasize. But thanks so much for your, for the message, Bianca, um, Matthew Young, bullying. Hey guys, my kid's having issues with the bully in school. My immediate reaction is to get him into some sort of MMA class. Is this a good idea? If he's going to be in a fight, I would rather him know how to defend himself. Any experience in this? Thanks. Uh, but if you're asking me, I think it's a great idea because one thing worse than being bullied is really feeling that you're being bullied. So I think and the martial arts, exactly. Yeah. I think the martial arts will give you confidence uh, that you can take with you for the rest of your life. But uh, the bullying thing is just horrible, man. I don't yeah. think you know to watch a kid go through that. And I, I grew up at a different point in time. It was almost. You know, it was almost going to happen. Like, it was just <laughs> right, acceptable, right. you know. <laughs> Once again, we there were, weren't as many distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were running through backyards just to get <laughs> home at that point. It was, uh, but, um, <laughs> but again, you didn't have the internet and all the, you know, the cyberbullying. Yeah. But there, there, the, there's still with some real pieces of shit. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't get the bullying thing, man. I really, they got to just put an end to that, you know, completely. But honestly, just to get your kid into martial arts, yeah, that's a, that's a I think that's a great thing because, nothing's going to beat confidence and 
You know, sometimes the only way to deal with a bully is to just beat the ever-living shit out right, of them. And right. if that's what's got to happen, that's what's got to happen. And sometimes even if you get the crap beat out of you, there's still a mutual respect, even from a bully. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They'll just respect the fact that you threw down. And you know what? I think it'll all be for the better. But the bullying thing just has to go, man. That it's has just, to go. And there's also a side yeah. note. There's also great... Uh, side effects to taking martial arts. Your kids will do statistically do better in school, be healthier, and all that kind of stuff as well, as, yeah, as well as having the psychological exactly. confidence to not be. The, the fact that you're ready to fight sometimes will avoid the fight. It's, it's exactly. the bullies. Yeah, and you know what? They feel and, that, and they, that they fear. That, right? But when yeah, you're like, they, I'm not afraid. Yeah, then it's the old yeah. thing. Like, you know, if I'm going to rob somebody, you know, they say that you're going to rob somebody. Who are you picking on? The guy that looks like he's going to resist you? Right. Are you right. going after a guy that looks right. So I think, you know, by taking martial arts. And again, if it's done the right way and say, you, you know, like even even as a young kid, but you're put in situations where you you have the gloves on and you're sparring, you're not going to be afraid. You know what I mean? Like, and you'll, you'll, you could actually probably walk away feeling good because you know, you know what, who gives, I'm, I'm getting hit. I'm getting punched right. in the face every right. day. You know what I mean? And I'm learning how to absorb punishment and deal with it under pressure. And I think that'll help you a lot. I really do. And check out the local gyms, check out the local gyms. You might be surprised, but uh, uh, how many kids like yours are there? Who are learning and, and defining it. It isn't like the old school where you walk into a dirty, disgusting uh, gym. Is there are really, now? there's really nice yeah. gyms now, and there's incredible people teaching. There are so many classes that are just anti-bullying classes. I mean, there are things that are specific to to it also, aside from learning just a general martial art. So you'd be surprised at how many options your kid has to feel, to feel and be psychologically and physically health healthy. Yeah. So. And I, and I think there was a Navy SEAL talking the other day. I think I heard, just walk away from a fight. That's the really is the goal, man. You know, Huge. it's not, uh, especially today, man, there's so many legalities. And, you know, it's not just like, go home look, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. nobody got arrested. Nobody went to jail for fighting. It no. was almost something that was just going to happen, and that was it. Then somewhere along the line, I don't know when it happened. All of a sudden, that guy's going to jail for like a week. Cause he had a <laughs> I mean, he had a fight. He punched somebody in the face. Yeah, he's going to jail. You know, and now it's just unacceptable. You, you, gonna, you got the legality of it. The legality of you hit someone in the face yeah. and they fall and hit their head or anything like that. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's you know? it. I think, I think that, was the, that was the story he was telling is that, you know, somebody was giving the guy a problem. He hit him. The guy actually fell on, hit his head on something and died. That guy did yeah. six years in jail. For, no, nothing. for defending yourself. For defending him, for defending yourself. And it's a different mentality today. Like yeah, today it's walk, a different, different mentality. You get a mentality. black guy, you walk away. Now the kid goes home and gets a gun. You know, he wants to yeah, run you yeah. over. I mean, it's just, it's a different, I think, mindset today. Yeah. But definitely check it out. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Folks, this is MMA and Beyond. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Send us messages to MMAandBeyond.com. You can reach Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. His gym is LawMMA.com. You can hear him on the Anik and Florian podcast. I listen to them. Check them out. He's got the Ray Longo Minute there. I'm Steve Maraboli. One word, Steve Maraboli. I'm a pretty findable fella. Make sure you let us know what you think. Tell us who you want on the show, who you want us to talk about. We appreciate it. MMA and beyond. We'll see you next time.